Okay, good morning, everybody. So we're continuing in our series, Connecting to Mitzvos. We left off last time speaking about the idea of V'chai Behem, according to the Ramban. The mitzvah of V'chai Behem is to have the proper hachana, the preparation needed to be makayim the mitzvos with more hislavos, with more emotion, with more passion. Now we're going to be using the sefer composed by the Chafetz Chaim, where he uh, goes through all of the mitzvos that are relevant bizman hazeh, all of the positive and negative mitzvos that we have the opportunity of doing, even nowadays, even living outside of Eretz Yisrael. And we're going to start with probably the most, not probably, but the most fundamental mitzvah in Koha Torah Kula, which is the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha, believing in the existence of a Bariola. So as a way of introduction, <clears throat> this is a beautiful piece from the Hagdama to the Siddur Isha Yisrael, where he writes as follows, Nosim Level HaMitzvah Rishona Shebeser Sedibros, let us focus on the first of the Yisaris Adibros, V'asherah kol modem ki hi reishis ha'avodah v'shorash kol ha-Torah. This is the root, this is the foundation of all of Torah. Hu amuna ba'ashem, asherak hu manhi kol ha-metzius. The amuna, and we're going to translate what that means, but for now, we'll use the loose translation of the belief in God, that He controls all of reality. Amna madama belibo ki ha'kol shavin ba'amuna zu. However, some people make the mistake that if you believe, you believe, and if you don't believe, you don't believe. And all of those who believe are pretty much in the same, uh, the same category. And there's no need for analysis for Iyun. If you think this way, if you could just say passionately, I believe, you're making a mistake. And you will see that your actions, your behavior, are often in contradiction to the uh, proclamation of belief. Oh. He says, And this is a yesod, really, in everything we're going to be learning, in every aspect of Torah. Any level of knowledge without real contemplation or depth, hirakumo tziftzif hatuki. It's just like a parrot. The parrot who happens to be saying a word because he heard you say that same word. Va'achasim yomer ani ma'amin, o eni ma'amin. But the truth is, it makes no difference if you're saying, I believe or I do not believe. <laughs> Internally, it's the same thing. So we can't live life like a parrot, we're just saying things or we're doing things totally superficially without that internal building with, within us. He goes on to say, this is the uh, last paragraph here. When it comes to Amuna, it could either be that we never worked on it properly to really ingrain it within us, or maybe we had it at some point, we were inspired, we were more uh, connected, but then by not focusing on it, eventually those coals diminish and the fire extinguishes. 
So his point is, there's something called the Muna that we know, that's the most basic mitzvah in all of the Torah. However, just saying I believe doesn't really mean much. What percentage of Americans will tell you they believe in God? What would you say off the bat? 85, 86% of Americans will say, I believe in God. What does that mean practically? How do those people differentiate themselves from the other 15% of the population? (laughs) It's not so clear. Such a high percentage, yes. America is still, at least at its core, a religious uh, country. Living on the East Coast, you don't see that as much. But once you travel to Middle America, you see a whole different uh, energy. Oh, so we have the Bir Lacha. What is the basic mitzvah, at least the, uh, the technical way of fulfilling the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha? And the truth is, there's a vast discussion on whether or not Anochi Hashem Elokecha is actually a mitzvah. Now, there's no opinion in the world that will tell you a Jew doesn't have to believe in God. Everyone agrees that the shorish of everything is a munan Hashem Yisborach. The, the technical question, which is more of an academic conversation, is do we count belief in God as one of the Taryag mitzvos? It's mashma from the Gemara at the end of Makos that it's definitely one of the Taryag mitzvos, without getting into the nitty-gritty. And that is uh, the Shita of the Rambam. However, the Rambam quotes the Smag who says that mitzvah, there's no such mitzvah to believe in God. How can you have it as one of the mitzvos? All of the mitzvahs are predicated on the fact that you believe in the mitzvah, on the one who is commanding you. So there can't be one of the mitzvahs. So that's a very interesting discussion we're not going to delve into. The vast majority of Rishonim were of the opinion that Anochi Hashem Elokecha, even though it's a statement, it's not belosh and sivui, it's not a command form, but that is a mitzvah. And writes the Birlach in the very beginning of Arachayim, when he speaks about the six constant mitzvahs, uh, quoting from the Sefer Echinoch, Sheish mitzvos chiyuvan tamidi lo yifsiku me'ala adam afilu rega echad kol yamav. There are six mitzvos that we can fulfill at any moment in time, no matter where we are, our entire lives. But kol zman v'chol rega sheyachshov behem, and every moment that I think about one of these six mitzvos, I am fulfilling a mitzvah. I say mideraisa ve'ein kates l'matan zchara mitzvos ve'elu heim. Here are the mitzvahs. We're going to focus on the first one. To believe that there is one creator in the world that brought forth all reality. Everything that was, that is, and that will be until the end of time as we know it. He was the source, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of everything. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought us out from Mitzrayim. This is part and parcel of the mitzvah of believing in God. The Rush writes famously that if you only believe in Anochi Hashem Elokecha, but you don't believe in Asher Hotzeisicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim, you don't even believe in Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Which means to say, there are two aspects of this mitzvah. One is the belief in a bore, in the creator of the universe. But the other other aspect is the belief in the mashgiach alakol, that HaKadosh Baruch was not just an aloof creator, but Hashem is intimately involved in every aspect of our lives, universally, nationally, and individually. These two parts are all connected to the Ikra Mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Upeirush, what's the 
explanation of this mitzvah writes the Chafetz Chaim. Teidu v'taminu sheyesh la'ola meloka. You have to know and you have to believe that there is a God, HaMashgiach, who is Mashgiach, who is in total control of every aspect of our lives. So these two words are extremely significant. Chabetz Chaim is saying the definition of the mitzvah of is Teidu v'taminu, you have to know and to believe. If I know something, why do I have to believe it? Generally, the way it works in life is you have something called knowledge, you have something called belief, and you have something called faith. Faith is, there's no real reason for this, but I just, uh, I have a conviction based on uh, sociological reasons or some other factor. We're not so into faith usually. Belief, though, is, you know, there's reasons to believe something is true. I don't have knowledge of it, but it makes sense. Yediyah is, I know something to be accurate. And therefore, right off the bat, we see the words of the the Chafetz Chaim, and we'll have to explore some of the words of the Rishonim. But to say, Teidu v'tamina, you have to know and believe, that sounds very strange. Once you have Yediyah, why in the world is there a need for Amuna? Okay. So we have uh, three different sources here defining what the exact mitzvah is, and we'll have to delve into Yediyah and Amuna. Uh, with, with regards to faith, all the chukim are faith-based. We don't understand. Good question. When it comes to all of the chukim, like we mentioned before, those are all mitzvahs that are l'malo me'seichel enoshi, right? That are above and beyond the human intellect. So doesn't that mean we have faith in those mitzvahs? And the answer is no. Right? When a doctor prescribes medication and he says you have high cholesterol, therefore you need to take this pill every day, do you understand why this pill helps your cholesterol go down? You have no clue whatsoever. Would you say that by taking this medicine, you have blind faith? No, that's a very... Some people would. <laughs> All Western medicine is, is a joke, and it's the pharmaceutical companies. But most people would say, it's not faith. If the doctor is telling me I should take this, he knows the field well. It could even be in this case, the doctor doesn't understand why the medicine works. But by taking that pill, that's not blind faith. That's doing something that's begather hishtadlus. So, lahavdil, the same thing is true when we follow a chok. I have no clue why refraining from chazir is somehow beneficial for my neshama. However, it makes a lot of sense to listen to the instructions of staying away from Machalos Asuros because the Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Borei Olam, the Mashkiach Halakol, the creator of the Neshama, told me. So once I have a foundation in the belief of God and I have a foundation that the Torah is Minashemayim, the Torah is the expressed Ratzon of the Borei Olam, so then it's the doctor telling me to take a pill. That's not faith. That's very logical. Right? So says the Rambam in his explanation of the mitzvah, <coughs> The foundation of everything and the pillar of all wisdom is is to know that there is a first cause, a creator of everything who brought into existence all that is here. And everything is only in existence, continues to be in existence because of the truth 
of that reality, the reality of the Creator. But the Rambam's language is, Leida not lahamin, but leida to know. And the same thing we find in the Sefer HaMitzvos. The first mitzvah in the Sefer HaMitzvos, the Rambam, he says, Mitzvah Rishon and Mitzvos, I say, Leida eloka, not to lahamin, but leida means to know that there is a God. So the Maeser Okeach picks up on this language of the Rambam. We're not going to have time to explore it, but there's a Rambam elsewhere who does use the word Amuna, and it seems like somewhat of a contradiction, but where he says Amuna elsewhere, it's really translated from the Arabic. And there's a whole discussion whether or not it was translated accurately. But here at least it's clear in the Mishnah Torah and the Sefer HaMitzvos that the Rambam says the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokach is Leida Sheyesham Matzui Rishon. Explains the Maeser Okeach. Leida Sheyesham Matzui Sheyesh Leida to know that there is a Boreolam Velo Kosov Lahamin. He does not write to believe. I have a very difficult print over here, because the Iker Mitzvah is to know, have a Yediyah Amitis, a true knowledge, in the same way that Avram Avinu was able to grasp the Boreolam. How did Avram Avinu come to that knowledge? The Rambam says he had no Malamed, he had no teacher, he never went to Cheder, but it was through Yidea, it was through his exploration, his curiosity about how things work that led him to the conviction that there is a Boreolam. Asher al so explains the Maeser through Yidea, and I want to read these words carefully. Asher al tishazek memela ha'amuna balibo. It will strengthen automatically the amuna in one's heart. Vayachala love mitzvah sayichud va'ava and bring one to the mitzvah of yichud, of uh, conviction to the oneness of Hashem, the unity of Hashem, which we'll explore at a different time, and the love that one feels for Hashem. So the Maestro Kech is saying, according to the Rambam, the mitzvah is leida, to have a yediya amitis. So how would the Maeser Okeach define Amuna? Is it the same thing as Leida? Obviously not. He's saying knowledge brings almost automatically this other thing called Amuna. So it's not the same thing as Yediya. What it is, he doesn't really explain, Right? But what is clear is that there's something else called the Muna. Yediya is not necessarily saying that we don't also need a Muna, but the Yediya will help us arrive at a Muna. That's what the Maeser Okech seems to be saying structurally. Question? What is the Yediya? What is the Yediya? He doesn't explain either. Now one could say superficially, you know, he does say like Avram Avinu. So Pashibshat, he means to come to a clear recognition that logically it makes sense, there is a bore olam. Things don't happen by themselves. The intricacy, the chachma and the bria, all of the, uh, the wisdom that we find within the very makeup of a human being and the DNA and genetics of every living organism, 
Obviously, there's a Boreolam, there's intelligent design. That's the Pashup Shadi idea. That fits, that fits into the That fits into the middle, but the question is, why would you need the middle? If the middle one belief means that it makes sense, and therefore I'm going to believe it's true, but if I already have a knowledge, why is there a need for a belief? And the way the Maeser is presenting it, it sounds like Yediyah leads one to a Muna. I don't need a Muna! I know, I have, I have Yediyah Mitis! Oh, we're getting deep. We're getting deep. We're going to see Mitzvahem something along this path. Yes. So wouldn't you say in a way, Amuna Pshuta is better than Amuna Yedia? Because I don't even know why it works, but I'm believing in Hashem. So, so to, well, well, to throw out the phrase Amuna Pshuta is not poshut. Okay, <laughs> Amuna Pshuta is not poshut. What that means? Yes, yes. The term is used often, but, but, but it has to be understood well. From the Maeser Rokech, it sounds like he would say you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha. If you define the Muna Pshuta as, I have no clue. <laughs> I'm just totally oblivious to everything. I've never thought about the way the world works in my life. Never gave it two minutes of his bonanus. But I believe. Why? Because my parents told me so. It sounds like from the Maeser Rokeach's reading of the Rambam, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. The mitzvah is Yediyah, not a Munapshuta. Well, 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 we'll see. There definitely is a challenge. You have very smart people in the world who don't arrive at Yediyah because we have many Nagios. We have many uh, reasons not to believe. Question? Yeah. yeah that was kind of my question was that you can delve very deeply and arrive at a different conclusion. Oh. Evolution is such an incredible process. <laughs> right. So the truth is, that there, there are two very uh, fundamental and famous questions on the mitzvah of Amunah. And they're both addressed by Rabbi Chanan Wasserman in his famous piece. But one question is, like Elisa's bringing up, if the mitzvah of Amunah is, or at least part of the mitzvah of Amunah, is arriving at a Yediyah Amitis, which we assume means coming to a clear recognition logically that there must be a Boreolam. So how do we explain so many brilliant people throughout history, and even nowadays, right, people who are much smarter than we are, and they're not convinced, and they have wonderful, creative, brilliant answers to explain how things work without coming on to the, uh, the assumption or the conclusion that there must be intelligent design. So that's one question of Rav Hanan Wasserman. The way he phrases it is, how can we command a little bar mitzvah bachar or a bas mitzvah girl, 12 and 13 years old, you have to know that there's a boreolam when Aristotle, right? Or take whatever modern day well-known atheist, brilliant uh, scientist. These people are not sure. And you're commanding a child to be sure? That's question number one. The other famous question when it comes to the mitzvah of Amunah is, how can you command belief? To command an action is very simple. I don't care what you feel 
about this particular behavior. I'm telling you, this is what you have to do. Take the doctor, Marshall. I understand that you're not a huge fan of taking pills and you'd rather not, but in order to stay alive, this is what needs to happen. Just take the pill, please. So to command behavior is one thing. To command me to refrain from doing something, that's also understandable. But to command belief doesn't seem to make any sense. If I believe, I believe. And if I don't believe, then by you telling me to do so is not going to change my mind. So hopefully as we address the, the Rishonim and then some of the Echronim, we'll come back to those two very crucial questions and hopefully have an answer to both of them. We're going to divide this share of Mitzvah Shem into two parts. Today we're focusing on more what is the Mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Lokecha. And then next week what I'd like to do is go through some of the, the many Eitzahs, the different suggestions that we find throughout Rishonim and even contemporary Rosh Yeshiva as to how to be Mechazek Amunah, how to strengthen and enhance our Amunah. So the Rambam says, Leida and the Maeser says, the mitzvah is knowledge which leads to this very aloof, very uh, strange word, Amunah. The Ramban, on his Perush to Parsha Yisro, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, what is that mitzvah? Yora v'yitzava osam, sheyedu v'yaminu. The mitzvah is that they should know, that we Klal Yisrael should know and believe, ki yesh Hashem, that there's a Bori Olam. So here, unlike the Rambam, he does use the word v'yaminu. According to the Maeser it might not be that different than the Rambam because he said Yediyah leads to Amunah. But he clearly is telling us explicitly that there are two components to Anochi Hashem Lokecha. Sheyedu v'yaminu ki Hashem. And then he quotes the Mechilta. And this is Mechilta the Ramban quotes in many places. He says, first of all, the Gemara tells us that the mitzvah of believing in God is called Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim, which literally means the acceptance of Malchus of the kingdom of heaven. We're accepting upon ourselves Hashem's rule, Hashem's reign. Quotes the Mechelta. Lefishu Omer Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Mashal Melech Shenichlas Lemedina, the king is coming to a particular village and everyone's super excited. Amru Vadov Gozera Leinu Gezeros. As the king is coming in, they said to express their loyalty to the king. Create decrees for us so we can follow and show you how committed we are. Amr Lahem, love. He said, no, I have no interest in giving you uh, any decrees. Kishitekablu Malchusi Exer Leichem Gezeros. Once you're makabel my malchus, once you accept my reign, then I'll give you instructions, I'll give you gezeros. She malchusi einchem mekablim, gezerosai eichatem mekayomin. Because if you can't accept me as your king, then how can you realistically tell me you're going to keep my gezeros? So here's the nimshal. So to Hashem says the Klal Yisrael, Anochi Hashem alokecha lo yiyelecha. I am Hashem, your God. And he goes on to say, don't have any other gods before you, meaning don't believe in any other force in the universe besides the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I am the one where you've accepted my Malchus. I took you out of Mitzrayim. 
And they said, yeah, that's true. And therefore, because you've accepted my malchus, you agree, right, philosophically and emotionally that I am the Bori Olam and that I'm in total control, now it makes sense for you to accept my mitzvos. What's troubling about this mechilta, and really the phrase the Gemara uses, that the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem is Kabbalos Malchus Shemayim. What does belief in God have to do with accepting Him as my King? Right? They sound similar, but when you think about it, belief in God means, like 85% of Americans, I believe there's a God. That's not the same thing as I'm accepting Malchus Shemayim. That sounds like a different uh, mental exercise. But clearly the Ramban is telling us, the Mechilta is telling us, this is one and the same. So let's keep this on the back burner as we explore further what the word Amunah means, but I think this Mechilta will be directing us in a particular way. Yes, Eliza? It's also interesting that, I mean, when I just started to hear what he was saying, I went to my mind to this class and it is very similar to Nasev and Ishma. But even the Nasev and Ishma, right, the Gemara and Shabbos says, where did Klal Yisrael have the, uh, the chutzpah or perhaps the, the naivete to say Nasev and Ishma? Does that make any sense? How could I say I'm going to do everything you tell us to do and then later on we'll try to explore why it makes sense? Oh. So the answer is because they understood HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they had the Malchus Shemayim, they had the Emunah and the Bitachon, and therefore they realized whatever you're going to tell us to do is ultimately for our benefit, and therefore we're in. We're in. Which is a very similar idea to the Mechilta. But what I think is significant is the Mechilta is saying, Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shemayim, that is the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha. So there's definitely more here than just an intellectual understanding or conviction that there is a God. Um, somebody that's, they will, you know, when they're saying they're religious, you say they're Shomer Shabbos. Why don't they say they're Kabbalah Salmach Shemayim? That should be the phrase of uh, somebody that's, that's following the Why do Shabbos get that uh, sort of. It's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> On the Hashkashan's wheel, okay. Was that always the term, or is it just in America modern day that Shabbat became? Because that was such a big deal when you came here. Well, I mean, listen, the truth is, we, we find even halacha, we find going back to you know, the Gemara and the halacha, where it speaks about how can you trust someone for kashrus? Shomer Shabbos is a huge thing. So if they're not Shomer Shabbos, right. even if they claim to keep kosher, you can't really trust them. So clearly, Shmir Shabbos is viewed as one of the Esodos. I ran into somebody at a Petco. I go there every Sunday. And we were there with the kids, so a while back, and a sweet lady, and she was talking about the fact that she goes to, uh, to synagogue once in a while, close by, probably reform or conservative. And she said, I respect you people very much. And she said, the reason is because I'm, I'm religious, but I'm not observant. And the fact that you could be everything, that's incredible. So I said back, the truth is I'm not. I'm observant, but I'm not religious. 
<laughs> Which means it's easier to be observant than religious. To say I'm Shomer Shabbos is one thing. I don't do Malacha and Shabbos. To really say I'm Makabal O Malcha Shemaim, it's not so posh. We'll have to see what that means, though. So we have the Rambam who focuses on Yediyah. We have the Ramban who mentions Yediyah and the Muna. And then we have the Derech Hashem. The Ramchal, in the very beginning of the Derech Hashem, he writes, Kol ish me Yisrael tzarech sheyamin veyeda. Now, even though he says ish, he doesn't mean only men. This is a mitzvah that applies across the board. But he says again, the two different components, but he has the different... Right, the opposite direction. Sheyamin v'yeda, everyone has to believe and to know that there is a Bariola. So we find Amuna and Yediyah in the Ramchal, like we find in the Ramban, but instead of having Yediyah and then Amuna, he has Amuna and then Yediyah. So we'll have to see uh, what that means as well. Now I do want to share with you, there's a famous piece from the Yaivetz. Who was the Yaivitz, by the way? There were two people known as the Yaivitz throughout history. More commonly, people assume the Yaivitz is Rav Yaakov Emden, who lived in the 1700s. But there was an earlier Yaivitz as well. And uh, this particular Yaivitz was one of the hundreds of thousands of Jews expelled from Spain in 1492. So this is going back to the 15th century where the Yaivetz writes as follows. He's sharing his experience with how the Jews reacted and responded to the persecution, anti-Semitism that was taking place in Spain. Rov, this is the second line. Rov ha-misparim b'chachma tovim. The majority of those people who took pride in their wisdom in their philosophical prowess and their maisim tovim, kulam himiru es kavodam b'yomar. On that bitter day, they didn't stand a chance. And many of them just gave in and converted to Christianity. V'anoshim v'omei ha'aretz. However, the, uh, the people who are amaratzim, the, the ignorant, the people who are not uh, so pro- prolific and uh, proficient in their limit ha'torah, they were able to withstand the challenge, giving up their money, giving up their possessions, and giving up their lives in order to stay true and committed to Judaism. And he gives the marshal based on the Mishnah Perkyavos. He says, if you have a tree that's gorgeous with all of the branches and leaves, and everything you see is just magnificent, but it's not firmly rooted, so when a hurricane comes, even a category one or two, it's going to knock it over. You have a tree, though, where it might not have as many branches, as many leaves, it might not produce the same luscious mangoes, but if the roots go deeply into the soil and they're expansive, you could have a category five, and it's going to blow back and forth, but it's going to stay there. So says the Yaivitz, the people who were too involved with the intellectual pursuit, which he calls chakira, Right, trying to prove philosophically that there is a Boreolam and, and almost placing too much of their efforts in that realm, the, call it a munapshuta, right, that firm commitment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu was lacking. So I think practically one interesting take-home lesson, this happens to be another massive discussion we're not going to have time to fully get into, is we do, we do see different approaches in the Rishonim. 
how much should we focus on Chakira, on, on proving things in a philosophical or logical way, and how much do we focus on this other thing called Amuna? And the Orachaim, the Yaibetz, is saying too much Chakira can be a dangerous thing, especially if one's not well-versed in philosophy. If you speak to anybody who goes to Philosophy 101 in college, most people will tell you, if you were to ask them, what's your basic approach to life? Which particular philosopher do you believe in the most? Oftentimes the answer will be, the one I'm reading right now. <laughs> Look at that, they make such good arguments, it's so compelling, and he made the other guy look like a complete fool. Until we get to the next chapter. <laughs> then, wow, that other person had no clue what he was talking about. So philosophy is a very dangerous place, the murky waters over there. We'll have to explore how much Hakira do we need. Too much can be dangerous, but if we're lacking idea, meet this, we might be missing out on the entirety of the mitzvah. So we have to find that balance in Mitzvah I want to try to define Amunah, though, before our time is up. On one hand, we have the Gemara and Makos. The Gemara and Makos tells us that Chavachu came along, the famous Navi, and he said all of Torah can be placed on one Yesod, which is The righteous man lives through his Amuna. Amuna is the starting point of everything. Like the Rambam said, Yesod HaYesodos. However, we also find the Ramban, the world-famous Ramban at the end of Parshas Bo, where he says in the second line, that Kavanas Hayetzira, the entire intent, I'm sorry, let's go back one line, the Kavanas Kol HaMitzvos, what is the intent, the objective of all of the mitzvos? Shinamin Belokeinu Vinoda Elov Shehu Bareinu, is to lead us to believe in our God, Vinoda Elov, and to admit that He is our Creator. V'hi Kavanas Hayetzira, and this is the whole point of creation. We have no other understanding of that initial creation other than the fact we're here to come to Amuna, Vinoda, and to admit that He is our Creator. And He says, not only is that the point of creation and the goal of the mitzvos, the Kavanas Romus Hakolbatfilos, the reason why we get together, we have a minion, and we raise our voice in Karobach. Right, in tefillah, is for what reason? Same exact thing. To create an environment where we could feel the reality through the, the energy of Barov, Am, Hadras, Melech, we could feel the truth of Hashem. But everything is to get us to the point of that there's a Bariolam. So on one hand, we have the Gemara and Makos telling us, this is the starting point of everything. This is the foundation of, of every halacha and every mitzvah and every hashkafa within Torah. On the other hand, we have the Ramban who's saying, this is the end goal. Everything is here to lead us to Amuna. Oh. oh, so clearly the answer is like Rechaim is saying, there are many, many different levels of Amuna. And it could be the foundation of everything is a basic level of Amuna, but the goal of everything is a more powerful level of Amuna. You, you could become better, you could become a better and better oppressed. You can like, improve and improve and improve until you get to the, to the goal. Oh. 
we have to do, though, is structurally, I think that's 100% true. We just have to define this very, very mystifying word, amuna. What does it mean? So I want to take you through a couple of places, a, a quick journey here, because we do find in Parshas Noach, we had this last week, where it says that Noach was makatne amuna. He was lacking amuna, and that's why only mipnei meha mavel, he was pushed into the flood. So you can't say he was lacking belief. Obviously, HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to him. But there is a level of, of conviction, a level of connection that was lacking. We find the same thing with Avram Avinu. That when Hashem came to Avram with the Brisbane and Basarim, and he said that your descendants will be numerous. So the Pasik says, Avram believed in Hashem's promise, and Hashem right, felt that was a tzedakah. That was an amazing accomplishment. So that's how the Rashi learns the Pasik. The Ramban asks on Rashi, What was the amazing accomplishment? If God speaks to you and he tells you what's going to happen, for you to believe it's true, anyone will believe it's true. Right? So the answer that the altar of Slabotka and many give to defend Rashi is not that Avram believed it was true. That wasn't V'yachshavah lo tzedakah. Of course he believes it's true. But that level of Amuna was so incredibly powerful that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that's impressive. Right, so we see their infinite levels. The question is, what is it? Where else do we have the word Amuna and Shas? So the Gemara and Shabbos that says the first question that will be posed to you when you meet your Creator is Nesasa Venesata Beamuna. Did you deal, referring to your business uh, transactions, did you deal with people Beamuna with integrity? So the word amuna can be used for integrity, right? To be truthful, to be honest. And it can also be used in reference to a belief in God. Is there a connection? The answer is yes. The Peleyoites, we're not going to have time to see it inside, but the Peleyoites clearly is assuming that Nesosav and Asata Amuna, dealing with integrity is intimately connected with the amuna that we can and should have in the Boreola. What is that connection? So we look throughout Tanakh, we find the word amuna, the Shoresh amuna, used in many places that have nothing to do with belief. It says, when Moshe Rabbeinu was holding up his hands, his hands were steady until the sun set. And the Rabban explains, what does it mean that Yoda Vemuna? Shehayu Omdos Vikayomos Bermusan. They were they were bikium. There was a there was a sustaining power. That's what it means. Moshe's hands were Amuna. But it obviously doesn't mean that his hands were believing in God. Nor does it mean his hands were honest and living with integrity. Right? One of the classic examples we give the bracha to the Chasan Vakala. You, know, you should be Zoha to build a bias neman be Yisrael. Where does that phrase bias neman come from and what does it mean? So it comes from the Navi Shmuel. The Lushan over there is is um Sona Lepesha Mesecha ki osiase shem la adoni bayis neman ki melchemas shem, etc. Hashem will build for you a bayis neman, referring to the malchus, but what's the definition of bayis neman? 
an enduring house. So it doesn't mean faith, it doesn't mean belief, it doesn't mean integrity or honesty, it means endurance. Yes, it b'makom ne'man, the Matsuda Sion says, it will be firmly planted. And I think last but not least, and this might be the most uh, significant, in Megillus Esther, when it first introduces the role that Mordechai was playing in the life of Esther, it says, Vahi omein es hadasa, that he was omein hadasa. What is omein? That he was taking care of her, that he was committed to her, that he was there for her, he was supporting her. We also find a Muna regarding Hashem. Hashem has a Muna. That we proclaim your chesed in the morning and your faithfulness each evening. So if Hashem has a muna, that clearly doesn't mean that he believes in Hashem. So I think the definition of a muna is as follows. It's not knowledge, it's not belief, and it's not faith, but it's faithfulness. Emuna is faithfulness. That when something is true, I'm committed to that concept, to that ideology, or to that person in a way that no matter how strong the winds blow, I'm not going anywhere. My roots are so firmly planted within the soil, you could bring on a hurricane category five, and I'm not moving. It's an unwavering... um, Conviction, not to just an idea, but pursuing and living by that idea, b'chol kochi, with every fiber of my being. So all of these different, exp- different expressions we find throughout Tanakh, of Moshe's hands being be'amuna, it's a symbol of loyalty. It's not faith, it's faithfulness. Bayis neman, b'yisrael, the brachet of the chasen and kala is... You should have a house that's totally committed, that's channeling all of your energy and all of your talents to avodas habore. When Hashem has a moon in Klal Yisrael, either nationally or individually, we say every morning, and moda ani, Rabba Munasecha, you have a muna in me, means you are committed to me, you're faithful to me. So I think that's Pshat. When the Ramban says that the mitzvah of Anochi Hashem Elokecha is, Yedu v'yaminu, you have to know and have a muna. And when the Rambam says the mitzvah is leida, to have knowledge, but the Maisrokech explains that's not to the exclusion of a muna, that leads, Yediyah Amitis leads to a muna. There's no machlokus between the Ramban and the Rambam. They're saying the exact same point. Amuna doesn't mean belief. If it just means belief, once you have knowledge, there's no need to have a belief. I know it's true. Amuna means something much more emotional, much more personal, which is once I have yadiyah mitis, once I know something is true, that can bring me to a state of amuna, which means like Mordechai was omenes hadasa. He was supporting, he was committed, he was loyal, he was channeling everything that he had to help out Hadassah, that's what Amuna is. So, Nochi Hashem Elokecha, the mitzvah is according to the Rambam and the Ramban. The Derech Hashem will have to explore maybe at a different time, but I think it's probably along the same lines that Yediyah is the baseline, but Amuna is something that's infinite. 
On one hand, it's the Gemara and Makos. It's the foundation of everything. You have to be committed. But because it's not defined as belief or knowledge, there are infinite levels of how committed I am to you. How deeply rooted am I? That's the mitzvah of Enochi Hashem Elokecha. What I want to explore next time in Mirz Hashem is where exactly does the idea fit in? How far does that go? And where does the Amuna take over? You know, right now we're defining the term somewhat generically, in a, in a general sense. But I want to focus next time, there's a beautiful piece from Rav Shach and the Avi Ezri, where he quotes from a Mesora, really a legacy going back to Rav Chaim, as to how to exactly determine where Yediyah fits in and where the Amuna takes over. And then Amrit Hashem will use that as a springboard to get into uh, some of the etzos, some of the, the different pieces of advice and suggestions we find throughout Chazal. Okay, shkoyach. Have a wonderful day.